A Theater in the Dark presents A Matter of Red Herrings by Greg Garrison. The cast includes Corey Bradbury, Laura Michelle Earl, Greg Garrison, Christopher Meister, Julian Jules Stroop, and Amy Gorillo as Detective Stainless Steel. The show's original music is composed and performed by Paul Sotnik and is produced and directed by Corey Bradbury. Steel falls, the sun rises, and the villains have all met their end. With apprehension at its peak, we return to the office of Steel and Blank, private investigations, where our mystery first began. Voices of newsies come through the open window to underscore the title of Chapter 10, French for Downside of a Mountain. Extra, extra, read all about it. Chicago Crime Circle crumbles. Kingpin of Crime, Vinny Valcone, finally behind bars. French tickler and purloined artifacts donated to Smithsonian. Stainless still hailed as hero. Thank you all for coming. We sad few gather here today to remember and honor the late detective, Steele. She was more than a dogged sleuth. She was a nurturing mentor. And while we had more issues than the Chicago Tribune, once upon a time we were in love. Now, while everything about her personality positively screamed dick... Uh, uh, Oh, ow! You would say that? At my funeral? Yes, I would. You asked. Uh, No, 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 please. I I didn't mean to interrupt. (laughs) Ahem! Now, while everything about her positively screamed dick... There was no one kinder in the quiet moments of the day, or the tender moments in the evening. Her dying wish was for me to tell you all, I told you so. (laughs) She assumes each of you had that coming for one reason or another. Encore! Encore! Christ alive, save me from this pitiful overture. If you're waiting for Armand to promise rescue you, don't hold your breath. I could say the same for you and Watley. Perish the thought. Credit where it's due, he came a long way. But only one of you went the full mile for me. Oh, and who might that be? (laughs) Open that closet there. (laughs) Cloth device? You betcha. You can't keep a racehorse in a closet, Steel. Why not? You were closeted 20 years and look how you turned out. (laughs) What? Hello, who is it? This is the postman. Hmm? What? He always rings twice. Just leave it at the door! Uh, no can do, boss. Special delivery, private eyes only. Curiouser and curiouser. My secretary is on the way. I'm on the way. Just sign here, here, and mm-hmm. uh, here okay. you go. Say, right. say, aren't you that famous detective who took down Vincent Valcone? <laughs> You're a card-carrying hero. Please, please, keep going. What else? Let me get your autograph. You just got three, but... Where's the harm? Golly, what a world. What a world. Who's it from? Who's what from? You really are a simple creature. The package. All right. Well, would you look at that? The red herring. All put together with funny glue. And... A matter of red herrings. You know this looks just like one of those zip lighter novels. There's an inscription in the cover. An advanced copy from our first adventure. See you in the funny papers. Strange kind of signature, too. That's not a signature. It's an autograph. Golly, what a world. 
What a world. Our story comes to a close as Steel narrowly escapes Chapter 11 by instead leaving you at our epilogue, one for the books. Watley trots past Steele's office on horseback, his identity now a horse of a different color. It was a dark and stormy night, and even before the rain began, I had a gray cloud above my head. I'd come out of retirement when I heard about the French tickler, but imagine my surprise walking down the magnificent mile when I find a detective agency with my name on the door. And there behind the desk is a skinny glass of water and a fake mustache. So I started taking notes. Now, she didn't know it yet, but seeing as this hustler caught the scent of the French tickler, I thought it wouldn't hurt to track it down together. But Steele was like a roulette wheel, and the more she spun me around, the more she won me over. It was nice to be back in the saddle again, after all it had been so long. But detecting is a dangerous gig, and it's only a matter of time before somebody catches you with your fly down. Oh. <clears throat> I used to be the best in the game. But I admit, Steel taught me more than I remembered. Now, like Valcone before you, I'm afraid I've beaten you all over the head with this. So, I tip my hat to Detective Steel, the best ball buster in the burg, and slink back into the night, like Ponzi before me, coming in at close second. Right, Ponzi! for listening to A Theater in the Dark's A Matter of Red Herrings, written by Greg Garrison and directed by Corey Bradbury. Tonight's cast, Amy Gorlo as Detective Stainless Steel, Julian Jules Stroop as Detective-in-Training Watley Home, Laura Michelle Earle as Vesper Kind, Drake, Newsy, and others, Christopher Meister as Vincent Falcone, Armand Valdo, race announcer, Newsy, and others, Corey Bradbury as Rod Wrong, and Greg Garrison as Wilhelm Wrong and the narrator. Original music composed and performed by Paul Sotnik. Corey Bradbury and Greg Garrison contributed to the sound design. A Theater in the Dark creates stories through sound, proudly established in Chicago. Hear our other original audio plays at atheaterinthedark.com or join our Patreon to gain access to our entire growing original audio play library. Thank you for supporting a theater in the dark. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Corey Bradbury, producing artistic director with the Theater in the Dark and the director of A Matter of Red Hearings, and also my pleasure uh, to also play Rod Wrong. So wearing a couple of hats here, but I'm joined by a wonderful ensemble. Um, if we could first go around and just introduce who you are and what characters you played, um, and since we're all looking at screens, why don't we go Amy, Jules, Laura, Christopher, Greg. Um, I'm Amy, I play Detective Steele. I'm Amy Gorlo, I guess I should specify, <laughs> from the all the other Amy's out there. You know, my sister, Hi. I'm also Amy. Um, now I'm Jules, I play uh, Watley Holmes. I'm Lara, I play Vesper, Drake, and Wayne. Uh, I'm Christopher Michael Meister, Sr., uh, I play, I play the postman. I play Bruce the newsie. I play Sam the piano player, and I also play Armand Valdo. And uh, gosh, I'm remembering the old name. Yeah, it's quite a track. It's quite a track. 
And then, uh, yeah, I'm Greg Garrison. Uh, I was uh, Wilhelm, and I'm also the playwright of the production. As and well as the narrator. Answer. That's right. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. That's right. And now this. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> the words, they just come out every night. Uh, we're not quite sure. Uh, well, wonderful. Thank you all for being here and for also doing this little bit of a Q&A. So we'll chat for about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, feel free. I have some sort of structured. We'll go around. And then the second half, we'll kind of open it up and just have a discussion. Um, so if we, you could each go around and maybe we can go in this order or as inspiration strikes. Uh, I know that we, uh, with what we're doing with uh, Theater in the Dark and audio plays, kind of exist in this strange but really cool hybrid territory of podcasts and audio slash radio plays and live theater um, and voiceover. So, and I know everybody has a connection, especially within this play, also with comedy and noir. So maybe if you, if everyone could talk briefly just about your background and influences from one or multiple of those avenues and uh, how it brought you here. Um, I, uh, the, the pandemic happened and I, <laughs> decided never to leave my house again and this was something i could do in my house and it was really exciting but also i uh during the pandemic i got into voiceover and um and audiobook narration and also it was really awesome that i could do a show without leaving my house and apparently you also sleep on your wall with the mattress yeah. behind you oh it's, it's an anti-gravity chamber See? Oh, <laughs> she's on no the international space she station. doesn't need to leave yeah <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> There's um, a lot of things in my basement, and um, that's one of them. You don't have room anymore. No, that's else. one of the things I love about the pandemic is that all actors now also have to become their own like engineers and uh, designers. Yay. I guess um, I also yeah, started. I, I, I was going the order we did last time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a safe uh, uh, spine to follow, and then if it breaks, that's fine. You guys with your memory. <laughs> I still haven't figured out Zoom, and we've been doing this for about three years now. <laughs> um, yeah, I also, you know, like many other people, started a podcast during the pandemic because, you know, just what else are you going to do? Um, so from buying a bunch of sound equipment to do that, I always really wanted to do voiceover. I just never really had the time to, and then I had nothing but time. So, um, yeah, and I, I heard about Theater of the Dark, and, and it seemed like you all did cool stuff. I shouldn't swear. It's okay. You can, yeah, we'll we'll release this on the the midnight YouTube channels. Duty. I to say duty. Yeah. Duty. Um, y'all some good duty, and um, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, said duty. <laughs> to civic midnight. duty. And on that note, thank you for listening to our cute. No. Um, uh, yes, I. Oh, this. I mean, this is very original. But I also found voiceover during the pandemic. Um, I'd been wanting to do it for a, a very long time, and then um, finally took some classes, and and I'm like enrolled in a year long voiceover program, which is really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I got um, my friend forwarded me the audition for this, and was like, hey you should try out. And it was, it was really awesome. So, um, yeah, very grateful for the opportunity to kind of like blend my theater background. And then this, um, new voiceover world I'm exploring is kind of like the perfect stepping stone. So it's awesome. Uh, I, uh, I found voiceover in the woods when I was a child, <laughs> wandering aimlessly. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I actually have a, a, a different story. Is I did a lot of voiceover uh, before pre-pandemic for, for a couple of years. I was doing books and I uh, chirp radio in Chicago, which is a nonprofit, all Chicago music stadium. Um, I was an, a DJ there for eight years. So I was doing it for a long time. But then um, back in 2018, out of the blue, uh, I was diagnosed with throat cancer and I had stage four throat cancer and I didn't know it, um, not a smoke or anything like that. But uh, uh, I had to have a, a surgery, everything, and I had to relearn how to talk. I had to relearn how to do things. Yeah. My voice was a little wow. different. And so it's really a joy for me more now to do voice acting and to do voice things um, because it's a, it's a great new dynamic for my voice. And also, I don't know if I can go back to traditional theater because I don't know mm. um, if my voice has that kind of uh, longevity to be able to do a long run. Mm. Um, so doing short bursts of of revelry is is great but it, it but like laura was saying i i toured for a long time um um doing improv and worked with a lot of different theaters so you're getting to use all these different mm -hmm. trainings you're you're doing and kind of have to improvise between the lines as well yeah. um so that it's a great new ground and it's totally accepted i've i've heard and watched on online more plays than I have in the last two years than I, ever in my life. Mm. And also it, what's you, you get to, you get to get in the genre and, and podcasting is so huge. And uh, um, we did have the weirdest podcast ever though, guys, uh, we did called films of the future. And we, we reviewed the entire film only based off the trailer. <laughs> That's I good. Love that. Wherever you get your finest podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I've been uh, affectionately referring to it as screaming in my closet since 2017. Uh, I've been a video artist, a freelancer. Uh, I was actually working in an animation studio for years just doing like scratch track for them. And then mm. they kept using it. And I was just like, oh, well, I can probably get paid better for this. Then. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when that started for me. Um, so I was actually ready for the pandemic, one of the few people that did. And what made me laugh was I was kind of traveling a lot and uh, having to put up my closet in different closets every single time or just like setting up my phone and everything else. But um, yeah, I, w I never saw anybody. I worked from home. I would scream in my closet, like I said. And then the pandemic hit and everybody stayed home for those first two weeks. And then I started seeing people all the time walking around the apartment complex. So when the COVID hit, I started seeing people more often and had more work. It was really strange. So the opposite for most people. But yeah, no, um, I've been doing VO for a while and I actually get to share this. I just won uh, earlier today or I got notification that I won the Animation VoiceOver Challenge, uh, which oh, is congrats. a national challenge. Yeah. So yeah, 1,200 submissions. I was one of the 100 that got selected. So that was a Very cool. Awesome. What was it? Say more. Oh, so uh, that's as much as I know, really. I'd have to read the email, and I don't want to spend all that time doing that. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it, it's a national challenge, and uh, I think, like, the top two get, like, reels and get called in and get put in a film and whatnot. But I think part of my reel will be animated, actually, which is kind of fun. Wow. Well, all right. That's... You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So, yeah. Greg, I'll, Greg I'll doesn't even read his emails about awards. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Maybe too much work. All, all, all the screeching of Wilhelm as, uh, you know, years of practice. <laughs> well, that's cool. Congrats. No, yeah. it's always a, a, a joy for me to 
put one of these projects together specifically within this form too, because as originally a theater artist, uh, and one of the things that I think also makes us unique, although we're not the only group to do this, is but is to rehearse and present our shows like in real time. So mm -hmm. this is also a little bit different. We, you know, we we had originally been performing uh, live online audio plays, um, but for this, even though it's not a live presentation, uh, it was still very important um, for Greg and I as um, the director and playwright to have something that was still rehearsed and still performed in real time as well. Um, and also the ability of the the podcast, or the, sorry, the pandemic, I got my P's mixed up, but the idea that the, the pandemic has allowed so many actors, even though, of course, we all wish that none of this had happened, but we it has allowed people to connect. And mm -hmm. uh, we've connected with actors all over the place, both in North America and beyond. And this project is also unique in that, uh, with the exception of Greg, who's in Chattanooga, everyone else is from um, within Chicago as well, which is particularly exciting. And also, like, it's ironic that it took us a couple of years to get back around to when we had, like, a Chicago cast as well. But just a delight to be able to connect with uh, people both close and near, mm -hmm. um, and as we like to joke, also your green room is only three feet away, so you can step out and <laughs> have whatever buffet catering has provided for you. <laughs> so, uh, great, so let's go around and uh, in no particular order, let's uh, just say one thing about you that has like absolutely nothing to do with voiceover or theater or comedy or noir or what have you. You know we're actors, right? So nothing <laughs> does. Great, next question. Everything gets written off. Hello, my Everything name is Greg is. Garrison. Um, let's see. I do enjoy uh, video games more than most people and uh, have a complete Pokemon card collection. Mm -hmm. There you go. Perfect. Thanks. Top Greg. that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think if I have any talents that I don't monetize. I'm like, <laughs> 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 oh, I like to draw. I like to draw. Wait, no, that's, well, no. Yeah, no that's I'll like a that. huge no, that's okay. that's a talent to monetize. Thing. Yeah. I don't, though. I, I, I don't. Um, I just put them on Instagram sometimes. But, Drawings um, just for you. I plug yeah, the voiceover me. thing. You plug your Instagram. Go ahead. Go crazy. Oh. <laughs> I'd say that absolutely fits the criteria of a non-theater or performance <laughs> yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I haven't really, which is weird, over the pandemic done as much because, like Greg was saying, I'm, I got busy, which was weird. Uh, but um, I restore old uh, stereos like very, and old uh, uh, Victrolas and old players from the 30s 40s and 50s really um it's just old circuitry it's great those things are made to last and uh so that's kind of a fun little side project to have one that uh, i just worked on now that's awesome that's super interesting so cool. wow <laughs> and jukeboxes but those are very hard jukebox party at chris's house <laughs> uh, yes please <laughs> parts of jukeboxes <laughs> parts of partial <laughs> dance party yeah partial. that's all right we'll throw a victrola and a jukebox and a couple of stereos in there from yeah. different decades and all together make it into that... a deck i'm I, I i like to swim in the lake i'm really excited that it's gonna become it's it's like this big infinity pool yeah yeah okay just, so you're you're not a winter uh, uh, I would. I like. I do the polar bear plunge. I just hey. haven't hadn't really had the opportunity. So mm -hmm. if anybody wants to get in on that, let me know. I'm There's a, a guy who works life. in the film industry here in Chicago who's been jumping in the lake for every day for three years, mm -hmm. and he films <laughs> it. And he sometimes has to break the ice. Oh my god! And the, and every day for three years. Yikes! Oh, He's still uh, alive to tell the tale. He hasn't yeah. got a fin or anything. 
No, I just have a rule that anytime I go to the lake, I have to actually go in and force mm-hmm. myself to get under. As a southerner, I'm not used to it. It still has not truly come into my bones, but I, I'm getting there. Swimming? Getting there. It's only 75% <laughs> water at Lake Michigan anyway. All the rest is just runoff. I need at least 30% runoff uh, to be comfortable. But that's one of the reasons I moved here. Like in Atlanta, you don't get water. You have to stay inside in the air conditioning all the time. And that's not fun. But but like the Chicago fire spread so long because the Chicago River, which is water, caught on fire. Yeah. That's and that how it's comforting. So there you go. There you go. I'm not saying that we have the same amount of pollution, but still, I wouldn't go <laughs> drinking a, a whole cup. No, no, no. <laughs> or dipping your hand in it if you still want to do anything with your hand later. You get a little <laughs> shot of Malort, you wash it down with some lake yeah. water, Malort. you're good to go. Malort yeah. is actually just style. like... It's, yeah, isn't it just like lake water with a little food water. coloring? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, at our, uh, I never had Malort, and then at our um, bachelor party here, they were like, oh, you have to... That's, everyone got a round of that, and I was like, this is this is gross. This Malort, is sorry. They call Malort, Malort in an old style is called a Chicago handshake. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vincent Valcone's probably giving him... I'm going to give him a oh, Chicago yeah. handshake. Yeah. Uh yeah, either grapefruit or ash. Me. That's the flavor profile. Um something I do that's not related is I love um well related to the the arts is I love um I'm I am an avid player of Disney villainous board game. Um oh, and nice. uh I'm obsessed and um you know my my husband and I do like 2v2 matchups, but I love board games in general and um yeah, and so but that's probably the one that I'm like I will crush you in. That sounds also Follow-up question. What are the ages on a Disney villainous board game? It's for okay, it's for adults. It's very hard, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you have it's it's not for kids. It's intense because it's a villain. So um, it's a Disney <laughs> villain game, not for kids. Not for kids. No, no, it's actually very hard and a, a lot of yeah, strategy. Yeah, a pretty adult reboot nowadays. Yeah, it's called Disney f- villain <laughs> yeah oh well Chris, i'll take you down there but... goes our rating yeah there it is now we got to get the r bleeps bleeps um actually no we're not allowed to do any sort of editing this has to go out exactly as is for authenticity for our theatrical roots can't edit this then duty gusset moist yeah moist that, guys. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, a little hashtag recording. words at the bottom that's exactly what <laughs>